Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. It's out of John 16, and it starts in verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. In Jesus Christ we may have peace. And then the opposite of that is also true, which the scripture then says, in the world you will have trouble. In the world you will have tribulation. In the world you will have challenges. And then Jesus goes on to say, but be of good cheer. (laughs) Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And as I was just meditating on that scripture, I realized something kind of jumped out at me that, you know, Satan is the God of this world. And he brings some of these things upon us. He's always looking to attack us and always to come against us in many different ways. But we can take heart because Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, has overcome that all of it. He's overcome the world, which means the world and everything in it, and it also means the God of this world, which means Jesus Christ has defeated Satan. And because of that, we have this inherent power for those who believe in him, who those who have made him our Lord and Savior on the inside have that same power, the very same power that rose Christ from the grave lives on the inside of us, which means we have that exact same power to defeat the power of the enemy to defeat Satan and all of his cohorts and anything else he tries to bring on us, we have that inherent power through the Holy Spirit that works on the inside of us. And so let us just pray this, pray this evening. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you have overcome the world. Thank you for your son. Thank you for that precious name of Jesus that we can speak. As your word says, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, there is so much power in that phrase. So much power in that precious name. So Father, we ask in the name of Jesus tonight that you will have your way in this place. Have your way in this place physically with your presence, but in each of us, have your way. Holy Spirit, we invite you here tonight. We invite you in. Just dwell with us tonight. Lead us, guide us. Have your way in this service tonight. Have your way in this vessel tonight. Have your way in these vessels tonight. Father, we ask that you will just pierce our hearts, transform our minds. And Father, I pray for a renewing of each of our minds tonight. A renewing of the fact that the power of the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. And that we can hear your voice. Those that walked in here that have decisions to make, have concerns, have fears. 
Father, your word promises to speak to us. So we're going to worship you. We're going to seek you. Father, your word says you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So, Father, we seek you tonight. And we believe in faith that the reward for seeking you is the peace and joy that passes all understanding. That we can't get on our own. We can't get from anything in this world. We can't get from drugs or alcohol or watching TV or even sports. (laughs) That's right. A true joy can only come from you. So, Father, we ask you to anoint each and every one of us with the oil of joy tonight. The oil of joy tonight. We ask for that. For you have overcome the world. You have overcome the world. That's right. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Stand with me. Let us worship together. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your presence. you're here tonight and you came in with something that you want to release to him, just put your arms up tonight. Just put your arms up tonight in an act of surrender, saying, have your way. We're casting these cares onto you. Casting these cares onto you. Worry must go in Jesus' name. Fear must go in Jesus' name. Anxiety must go in Jesus' name. Relationships restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, you see each and every person in here. You know the number of hairs on our head. You care so deeply about us. You see each challenge we have, each trial we go through. Father, tonight we're just lifting them up to you. Father, as we started, it says you have overcome the world. You sent your Son to overcome this world. Every single piece of it, every part of it, And we thank you for it. Father, just says to cast our cares onto you for you care for us. So this act of surrender, of raising our hands to you, we are casting our cares to you tonight. (laughs) And Father, as we cast them, we don't take them back, but we let them rest at your feet and that you're taking care of each and every one of them. And Father, as our hands are lifted, not only are we sending the things that have been a weight on us up to you, but our hands are open to receive what you have for us tonight. The peace that passes understanding. The joy unspeakable. Oh, Father, we just receive that tonight. Just receive it tonight. 
He has it for us tonight. Come on, church. Uh, <laughs> just receive from him tonight. Mm, just receive from him tonight. Father, we turn our eyes to Jesus. Father, I pray for greater depths of revelation of who you are. Father, we go to your word. We go to your word to be reminded of who you are and what you say you will do. Father, so that faith will rise up. We take authority over right. everything that would would would. would would try to raise itself up yes, over, yes. it's a lie in the name of Jesus. Right. It's a lie in the name of Jesus. And we cast it down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We lift up the name of Jesus higher. We fill our eyes with Jesus. We fill our mouth with the word who is Jesus. And we break the authority of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Nothing can remain. No root can remain. We tear it out in Jesus' name. Only that which has been planted by the word of God, by the, by the sacrifice of the Son, by the blood of Jesus, only those things shall flourish in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. In the name of Jesus, let faith arise. Let faith arise. You are everything you say you are. And you will do everything that this word says that you will do. And everything we see to the contrary is less than. It is a lie. It is false evidence. And we say no in the name of Jesus. We magnify Jesus. We magnify Jesus. Thank you, Father. We speak to physical bodies in here tonight. And we say in the name of Jesus, we command their body to come in line with God's word of healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus tonight. Now, 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 now. Thank you for healing bodies. We speak to strongholds, and in the name of Jesus, we break them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Chains broken in Jesus' name. Bondage broken in Jesus' name. Father, I speak now that the past will no longer dictate our future. Those need to know there's things in the past that we're leaving in the past tonight. They will not dictate our tonight or our tomorrow. The only thing that's going to dictate tonight and tomorrow is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You have overcome it all. You have overcome it all. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We worship you tonight. Praise you tonight. Thank you, Father. There's no one like you. Father, I thank you that your word says, if you are for us, then who can be against us? <laughs> who can be against us? 
No principality, no power of darkness. Nope, 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 nope. Because you're for us. You are for us. And Father, I thank you that because you are for us, we can be more than conquerors. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. More than conquerors tonight. We may have come in here feeling defeated, but we will leave here as a conqueror. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing tonight. We praise your name. We glorify your name. Continue to have your way in our hearts tonight. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for wisdom. Thank you for wisdom that comes from you, not from the world, but from you. Father, I just ask for wisdom now in Jesus' name for those who need it, decisions that need made, changes that need made. It says you give us abundant wisdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for your healing power tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done so far and all you're planning to do for the rest of this service. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, turn around and say hello to someone. And watch your eyeballs because the lights are coming on. <laughs> Ooh, I like this time of fellowship. Amen. Well, we already start praying for people. We're already seeing people healed in Jesus' name. We're just getting started. We're only halfway through. That's okay. That's all right. A gavel. Yeah, no. We, uh, before, we get into, before we get into the word tonight... Uh, we have a, Rich wants to share a testimony uh, of something that happened that was last week. Yeah. Uh, that last week, I think it's worth sharing. Uh, God's been doing amazing work uh, in this place and in everywhere that he sends us as a church, wherever he sends us as a church. Uh, so I'd like him to share that with us tonight. Rich. Thank you, Pastor Jason. What an honor it is to be able to hold this microphone and speak publicly with you guys because it is such a blessing for me personally. So if I get excited, it's just a Holy Spirit in me. And it's my nature to be excited because, I, I, you know, it's like we're on the winning team, Pastor Jason. We're on the winning team. You know, I, gotta, I want to share this story from last Wednesday because I've been traveling a lot and I went with my wife out of town. And when, wherever I'm at, I'm always looking for somebody I know because I know people all over this country and I get to visit them. And we were in the Canton area and I've found my friend and I was reaching out, but he wasn't connecting back. And finally, we made that connection, and I went and visited him. And he was under attack. Now, the man unplugged from church. He used to attend here, him and his wife. They unplugged. They're over there now. And when I saw him, it was sad because he was like this, and he couldn't hold a conversation. And his motions were literally, am I right, Erica? I mean, he was... Like this, herky-jerky. And I, I talked to him, and I understand some history, so I understand some what's going on. And, you know, but I'm not getting the whole picture. 
So I went home that night and I prayed. And as I woke up in the morning, I prayed, Lord, what is it? How can I help him? And he, he really told me what was going on in his mind, in his body, and what he need delivered from. Now, I'm telling you, I don't have to be the brightest bulb in the barn to trust God. All I have to do is have faith the size of a mustard seed. So that morning, Erica had left her makeup in the car. And, you know, the devil's pretty crafty, right? He wants to take us out by any means he can. So I said, babe, I'll go down and I'll get that for you. So there's this gravel boulevard, and I have to walk across the boulevard. And I'm not clumsy at all. I am a very graceful. You large guy like me. I'm a very graceful man, okay? I can dance, right? There you go. Anyway, I swear the devil about threw me down on these rocks. And I went from the front of the car to about the back of the car, trying not to go down, because I didn't want to get hurt. Those are big boulders, man. I'm like, no way. And I finally, I went down on my knee, and I'm like, get up. Get back to my room, Erica's like, what's going on? I said, nothing, I'm fine, I'm healed, I'm well, I'm whole. Because you know what the devil wanted me to do? Stay in that hotel room, baby my knee, oh, my poor me, my poor me, my poor knee, right? But I had already made a plan to go and do some work for God. Had I listened to my body, I would have stayed in that room and not gone. But God knew that that man needed me. When I went to see him, I said, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. And my golly, I was there at 10 o'clock. And I got there. And as we sat, and we talked. And I when I talk to people, I don't, God said you got to do that. No. This is like going through life together. And as we talked, he went from this herky-jerky motion, calm, relaxed, peaceful, the joy of the Lord. You know, it says when we are in the vine, we're in him we get the fruit. What does that fruit look like? Go to Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, and self-control came over him. And I said, buddy, I want you to look at this testimony. We haven't even prayed. All we've done is talked and built your spirit man up. And he calmed down. He had a, and this man was afraid to go outside. He, would not, he was locked in his house. He was like, I can't go anywhere. I got fear. We went outside went through a path that he had made years ago into a prayer walk. We prayed. I prayed over and broke the spirit. His lentils are the blood of Christ shed over that entire household. And I said, bro, I said, I am so excited for the testimonies that are to come because not only was he made well and being made well, his wife, who has been enduring, is going to be made well as well by the power of God. It is not by me. God used me as a vessel who chose to open my mouth and speak like he wants to do with each and every one of us. Open our mouth and speak what God's word says. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And I'm humbled to be a servant of our most high God who's our king. Thank you. Wow, what a great testimony. Um, for those who don't know, today is Ash Wednesday. Anybody know that? Yeah, okay, we don't have Ash in the back. Um, you know, it's, uh, it seemed, you know, it's interesting. I've done some reading and research on it, and I think people think it's just like purely a Catholic tradition, but actually it's not necessarily. Um, you know, many Protestant churches actually have Ash Wednesday services. So this is not an Ash Wednesday service, but I will say this, is we are 46 days away from Easter. That's what that means. And if you minus the Sundays out, it's the 40 days that Jesus was tempted uh, in the wilderness by Satan. And that's what we're representing. That's what, we're, that's what this time and this season is. 
And we notice that Jesus fasted during that time. And I would just encourage you guys, I know we had our 21-day fast in the beginning of the year, but these next 46 days, I would encourage, just ask the Lord, is there something else that you want me to fast, something you want me to do differently to observe what he did on that cross in leading up to that? And I want every, each and every one of us just to be in prayer about you know, Good Friday and Easter service and all the things that are going to be going on because we want to see the lost saved. We want to see the sick healed. We want to see lives transformed. And it's through these prayers that are paving the way for that, through this time of fasting and prayer is what I'm believing for as we move forward. So I just want to encourage you in that. Again, no ash in the back, but we can still recognize we're in a season of fasting and we're in a season of preparing and getting ready, our hearts ready for the cross and what he did. Okay, turn with me, uh, Acts 16. Acts 16, and I want to start in verse 16 tonight. I want to share a little bit out of this passage of Scripture some things the Lord had just revealed to me and I thought it was interesting. And then uh, I'll probably share for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. Then the last five minutes, I just want us to have a little bit more time of prayer. Uh, uh, Sydney will come up then and we'll just uh, have some background music and we'll just continue to pray a little bit more. So Acts 16, starting in verse 16. Now it happened as he went to prayer. Anything happen on our way to prayer? <laughs> Some things happen on our way to prayer. Rich, anything happen to you when you were getting ready to go for prayer for that guy? Some things happen sometimes on our way to prayer. You know, the enemy is always looking to stop the moves of God in any way that he can. And he uses things and even sometimes people. Mm, sometimes people. We have to know that our battle is not against people, though. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's actually against the enemy. And we have power and authority over that enemy. And Rich, just like you did, say, uh-uh, no, in Jesus' name I am healed, and I am going to go minister to this person, just as you did. As they went to prayer, a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her master's much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation." Now, I want to look at this. So this girl is filled with uh, the spirit of divination, and she brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. And what, as I was reading that, I realized that so much of what the world tries to do, what the world tries to do, is really what the church already understands what is actually profitable. And what happens is the world ends up taking it too far, the world ends up perverting it in some way, shape, or form. But the world is trying to copy the church and what the church needs to go do over the course of history. And you can see that in so many different ways if you think of uh, the sense of community. Right? I mean, Starbucks is so popular. Why? Because they're, they're attempting to make a community and a place for people to come together and to unite. Hey, isn't that the role, role of the church? I mean, this is the, the early church understood what it meant to come together and to be together. What about training up our children? For, for, for so long, I mean, parents and homes were training up their children. And they said, you know what? The world tries to model training up our children. And if you notice, that they've taken all of these things too far. 
And when the world takes them too far, they begin to pervert what God had originally, originally intended for it. That goes along with sex, with alcohol, you name it. The world has taken what was meant for good and then perverts it and takes it too far. And we see that as this, as this girl is going around, she's actually speaking something that is truthful. <laughs> she's speaking, she's saying, these people, these two men or these guys are going around proclaiming God. And, they, and she's saying all this, and actually she was speaking the truth. But notice, it was for profit for those who actually didn't believe in what God was doing. Let's go look at this. So this girl's following us around. She's saying these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And let me just take a note, a side note. When the church begins to follow the world and what the world is doing is when the church begins to fail. Okay, the opposite is also true. When the world tries to model the church and takes it too far, they begin to fail. We see what's happening in schools as they take prayer out of schools. We see so many things that are happening. But when the church begins to try to model itself and look to the world and see, oh, well, the world's doing that. Maybe we should go do that and become a performance church-oriented service. And the world says, what's in it for me? And if the church starts modeling itself, and trying to perform as to what's in it for me model, church, we will fail. We will fail as a church. We will fail. We're, that's right, we will not do that. Because it's about discipleship. It's about God's presence. It's about seeking him and finding him and doing those things. So the opposite is also true. Verse 18. And she did this for many days. <laughs> many days. So it's interesting, Paul was just like, you know, Paul's walking around, and this girl is like fortune-telling. Her, her bosses are making all this money because she's around and can tell the future. Guess what? The Lord leads us to be able to tell the future, too. So she's taking this thing and then perverting it and using it for money. So Paul, I love this, he's greatly annoyed. So at some point, verse 18, Paul finally is now greatly annoyed. It says after days. So I can almost picture Paul just be like, eh, eh. You know what I mean? Like, this is like kind of a little bit annoying. Like, how long are we going to, is this girl going to be talking like this? How long is this going to go on? So now he becomes greatly annoyed, turned, and said to the Spirit. Look it. Now he's speaking to the Spirit. He wasn't speaking to this girl. He was speaking to the Spirit that was inside of this girl that needed to shut up and needed to stop. And look at the words and the phrases that he used. I command you. He's talking to the Spirit. I command you what? In the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Right now. End of conversation. Think about that. I mean, it took him days. Why did he wait for days to do this? I don't know. I mean, sometimes, church, we do this, do we not? We wait for days upon days upon weeks upon months to take the authority which has been given to us to use the name of Jesus and to tell something that has to go to go. But we'll walk around annoyed, frustrated, upset. And really we begin, it begins to change how we speak and how we act which then just begins to continue this terrible cycle of we actually begin to act that way, we begin to speak that way, then the things we're speaking actually come to pass. And if we would have just, as Paul did when he got greatly annoyed, could we just turn around and say, you know what, spirit? Not the person, not the spouse, okay? 
We're not going to speak to our spouse in the name of Jesus. Shut up. Okay? We are speaking to the spirit in the spiritual realm. In the name of Jesus. Mm -mm. No more. No more, no more, no more. He commanded in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And what? And he came out of her that very hour. Right now. Right now. Verse 19. But when her masters saw their hope of profit was gone. Mm. The hope of profit. So now the world is involved and the world was using for gain what the church was doing, what Paul was doing. Now when that hope was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and they dragged them into the marketplace and to the authorities. Next verse. And when they brought them to the magistrates and said these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. Look at this. Now they're accusing them of troubling. You know what? They were making some good trouble. They were actually going out and changing that city for good. They were, they, people were becoming saved. People were becoming healed. But when the ability for profit was lost, now they're upset about it. You see, these people have not had their minds renewed. They have not seen Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. These men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us. This is in verse 21. Being Romans to receive or observe. 22, then a multitude rose up together against them. I'll tell you what, church, as we speak the name of Jesus, as we go out, there will be persecution. Persecution will happen, but that cannot stop us from using our authority, from preaching the gospel message, from taking control over situations in which God has given us the ability to have control over. And the magistrates tore off their clothes Man, I love the Bible times, man. I mean, I guess people don't do that anymore, but, you know, I mean, when you get upset, I mean, how many times did David start tearing stuff, right? You get upset. And commanded them to be beaten with rods. Beaten with rods. And, and I, I, sometimes we read that, and I don't think we quite comprehend what Paul and Silas actually went through. And I think if you'd research it, we'd probably, you know, feel sick to our stomach when we start to understand what really actually happened to them. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison. And I'm not talking about a prison like, you know, Albion prison, okay? These prisons are prisons like we have not experienced that don't exist anymore. I'm talking about cell upon cell, down six, ten cells deep, no toilets, no bathrooms. I mean, this is some serious stuff uh, that these guys are in. So he throws them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. So here they are. They're commanding evil spirits to go. They're healing people. They're seeing people saved. They become persecuted. But did that stop them? Mm, Did that stop them? Absolutely not. But at midnight, let's get it, verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Midnight. I mean, I don't know about you, I can't stay up to midnight normally, let alone if I just got beaten with rods and thrown in jail. I mean, these guys are taking some heat for our Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? They said, you know what? Nothing is going to stop us. We are going to continue to pray and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. The witness that we are, the witness that we have, even while going through persecution, people are watching. People are watching. And then verse 26, they're praying and they're worshiping. Hey, we've been praying and worshiping here tonight. 
And in a few minutes, we're going to pray and worship some more. What happened? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. Everyone's chains were loosed when we pray and when we worship. Not just the chains that we have on, but the chains of those around us are impacted by our prayers and by our worship. That's why this Wednesday night services are so important. Because as we pray, as we worship, as Jesus breaks those chains, we are breaking chains not just that we have in our own life, but those in our families' lives, those in our workplace, those in our schools, and everywhere that we go. And if you continue to read on, I'm not going to read all the way through it, but what happens is that the prison keeper basically is, I'm going to take my own life, realizes that they actually haven't escaped, and becomes saved, born again, meets Jesus, all because they worshiped and they prayed, no matter what was going on, no matter what your situation is, no matter what's coming against you, the Bible clearly commands us, continue to worship, continue to pray. Sydney, if you want to come up here, I think tonight as a church, when we begin to pray, we have a slide that we put up. Um, it's called Prayer Focus, I think is what it's called. And as a church, I want us to just pray together over some of these things that are on this list. We'll dim the lights here in just a moment. I want us, first of all, just to be praying for our church. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail. I want to begin praying for strongholds that are in our own lives, in the lives of our family, relatives. And I want to break those strongholds tonight by using the name of Jesus. The Bible clearly teaches us we speak to it, we use the name of Jesus, and then we worship. And we thank him for what he does. And we'll begin to speak that, begin to worship that, those chains, as we just saw, are broken. Those chains are broken in Jesus' name. And at the end, I'm going to invite anybody else up who needs prayer. And we just want to lay hands on them and pray for them. Whether you've got a sickness in your body or you just want prayer for anything at all, we'll have the altar open. And I'll make it clear when that time is up. We just want to invite people to come up. And we want to pray for those people who need prayer tonight. So, Glenn, if you want to hit those lights. Father, we come to you tonight as a congregation, as a people, in agreement. For your word says that when two or more are gathered, you're with us. Now when we pray in the name of Jesus, you hear our prayers and you answer them. And so Father, we just pray for our church tonight. We thank you for everything that you're doing in this church. Father, you know the needs that this church has, both financially, staff, volunteer, each and everything that you know that this church needs, we ask for it now in the name of Jesus. 
Father, we ask that every need shall be met, every bill shall be paid, every ministry that you have ordained will start, every ministry that you have already called forth will flourish even more. Father, I ask tonight that you multiply the impact that we are having on people's lives, on families. Father, I ask that you create in each and every one of us a revival heart to share your good news everywhere that we go, to pray for the sick, to see the lame walk, to see the blind see. Father, I also ask and know your will is that this church is debt-free. So, Father, we pray tonight for this church to be completely, totally debt-free. We speak to the mortgage. We say you are paid in full in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up the school to you. LCA to you. Mm, That's right. Every seat filled in Jesus' name. Father, we got room for 100. You know that. But we can take more if you want us to take more. Father, show us the way. Every seat filled. And Father, we just pray and believe for, this, for, the, for the vision you've given to us for an endowment that will create scholarships that will make a way for more and more students to be able to fill those seats. And Father, we ask for that endowment now in the name of Jesus. You know the number it needs to be. I know the number. I think it wants to be in my head, Father, but you do exceeding abundant more than we can ask or imagine. And Father, I speak now tonight that we will be the Grove City of schools in Erie, which means we will be a school that doesn't rely on the government at all, that we will be completely debt-free, and that our endowment will make a way, pave a way to be possible for every student, no matter the income, the background, to be able to attend this school and to become a revivalist that gets sent out from here to change the world. Mm, for generations upon generations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, we lift up families in here tonight. Each person here is representing a family. We pray a blessing over each family tonight. Favor, protection. We pray for their finances. Every need shall be met. Thank you for strengthening relationships. Husband and wife relationships being strengthened as we pray tonight. Thank you, Father, for doing your work. Thank you, Lord. Father, tonight we speak to anything that sets itself up against you and your knowledge. 
and we tear it down in the name of Jesus. We speak to strongholds. We tell them to go in Jesus' name. Fear, go in Jesus' name. Anxiety, go in Jesus' name. Sickness, go in Jesus' name. Mm. Spirit of poverty and lack, go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we replace it with your word. We replace it with your truth of freedom, of joy, of peace, of salvation, of restoration. Everything purchased on the cross, we replace it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just ask and speak to any addiction, and we break it now in the name of Jesus. The spirit of addiction, we just break it now in Jesus' name. Whatever it may be, whatever the addiction is, we say it must be broken now in Jesus' name. And Father, it's never too early to pray for something, and I just feel led to pray for our sports and arts camp that's happening in July 13th through 17th. It's months away, but Father, we ask that you are already beginning to prepare the families, the students, the volunteers, the strategies, the plans, the name of the camp. And Father, we're asking for abundantly more than we had last year. Father, you know we pray and believe for a hundred and we got a hundred. And Father, we're asking you to multiply that this year. We ask for more. We ask, I feel like 150, right? So let's just begin to pray. Father, we thank you for 150. Students coming in from this area, from around this county, that their lives will be transformed the moment they set foot on this campus. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. I just want to take a moment. If you need prayer for anything, if you just want to come up here, Liz and I will just quickly pray for you. Anything at all, just come up. If you need healing in your body, if whatever it is, whatever it is at all, just don't be, don't be ashamed. Just come up here. We would just want to pray with you. Just take a minute. Anybody at all? Church, just reach your hands out and just agree with us in prayer. Thank you, Father. And Father, as we close tonight, I thank you for the work that you are doing in each and every one of our lives. I thank you, Father, that you are doing a mighty and a great work in each of our lives. 
Father, thank you that you are transforming us, you're renewing us. Thank you that your mercies are new every day. Mercies are new every day. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I just pray a special blessing over the rest of this week and over this time before Easter, Lord, that we just continue to seek you with our whole hearts. Seek you with our whole hearts. Everything that's within us, Lord, we just come before you. We lay it at your feet and we seek you with our hearts. Father, your word says that all these things shall be added unto us, which means we no longer have to worry about anything, for you are with us. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.